Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm Elise, and we are here in my living room, episode 46. How you doing? How you doing? Okay. Have you heard about Nyan Cat? We'll get to that in a second. There, there is a there is a um, picture of a cat that sold online for about five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I, you know, and not even a real picture, digital picture, NFT tokens. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll touch the surface on that. Anyway, fact of the day. It's impossible to hum while holding your nose. Try it. I know you're gonna try it. I tried it. I did it. I just did it before. I I was I wrote down. I was like, is that really true? Let me let me just try one more time. Hold your nose. Try to hum. Nothing comes out. It's crazy. Anyway, back to NFT tokens. Okay, so last last episode I talked a little bit about cryptocurrency. Said, oh, do you want to talk about it? Do you not want to talk about it? Well, I. I'm still waiting to hear back from you. However, there is a part of cryptocurrency, this thing called NFTs. NFTs are like the hottest thing right now. They're called non-fungible tokens. I know, it sounds like crazy talk. These NFTs are basically uh, a token, like a coin, and it, re- re- it represents something unique. So like a piece of art or something like that. You know, it's not it's not a technology uh which is the underlying, you know, projects of a lot of cryptocurrencies. The, this is a thing. So, for example, an example of a, a non-fungible token, an NFT, is is a piece of digital art. So, there are these things called crypto kitties. I know I'm getting a little bit into the weeds here, but basically, you can make a picture of a cat online, and then you could try to go resell it, and somebody will buy it. Okay, that that that's the short and the long of it. Yeah, it's not a picture that, like, you'd put in a frame in your house. It basically has a unique alphanumeric string of a text code to it, and it's basically like, like an asset. It's Think of it like a digital asset. So, like, you might buy a Yadro thinking, oh, it'll be worth money one day, or, oh, I'm going to buy this Picasso because it's going to be worth money one day. But you'll also have the Yadro on your shelf. You'll also have the Picasso on the wall of your house. Well, an NFT token is the same sort of asset in the crypto world. It's same sort of thing, worth money. People want it. People, you know, it's, you know, uh, it's something that's desired. It's either one of its kind or limited in quantity. But you can't hang it up on the wall or you can't really enjoy it anywhere. It just sits in your in your cryptocurrency wallet, so to speak. Anyway. That's the long version of saying the other day there was a uh, NFT, non-fungible token, called NyanCat. Google it. N-Y-A-N space cat. NyanCat. It sold on the internet on the crypto markets for 300 Ethereum, which are 300 Ether tokens, which is the equivalent of $590,000. Okay, let me explain to you. When you Google NyanCat, or if you're at your office or in your kitchen, why don't you take out your phone and just look at this lunatic thing. It's a pixelated picture of a cat jumping through a Pop-Tart through a, through a rainbow. So it's a picture of a pixelated rainbow with the Pop-Tart in front of it and a cat flying out of both of these two things. That's it. That's it. Some, some crypto zillionaire kid, probably in Eastern Europe, decided, you know what? I'm going to get that little kitty cat, that little picture of that little kitty cat. I'm going to pay over a half a million dollars for it because I just have that kind of money because I'm just that kind of crypto millionaire. You know, life would be so interesting for all of us if we could just go, you know, buy pictures of pixelated kitties jumping through rainbow Pop-Tarts on the internet for $590,000, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, that's a life-changing amount of money. I mean, $59,000 is a life-changing amount of money. I mean, really? To think, if I had $59,000 and I could put that towards my mortgage... 
lower my monthly payments, I would be very happy. God. God. Oh, man. You got to – the Christie's Auction House, Christie's Auction House, as you know, um, in New York, just like Sotheby's does these, you know, super uh, <clears throat> fancy art auctions. They are doing their first digital art auction. It's the first NFT art, right? So the the NFT art, this non-fungible tokens, it's they're they're auctioning off an NFT based work of art called Every Days. The first five thousand days. It's by uh, an artist called Mike. Winkleman. He's known in the crypto digital art space as Beeple. Beeple. Okay. And Christie's is just jumping in this. I, you know what? I have no idea. I'm just learning about this <clears throat> NFTs. It's pretty new, but, um, but it's a huge thing. It's a, it's just a huge thing right now in the crypto world. So I, I kind of, I've been a little slightly obsessed with it. I mean, this guy Beeple, this 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 digital artist Beeple. Okay, he sold a piece of NFT art in December. Again, this is just an online. It's just a picture on the computer that then has a, obviously alphanumeric identifier. Same thing, worth money, three point five million dollars. Who's buying this? Who is buying? You know who? I know who it is. It's the kids driving Lambos, screaming Lambo, and going to the moon with their crypto coins. Anyway. Like I said, we could do a whole thing on it, but <clears throat> I just had to get that out of my system. People are buying pitch, digital pictures for $3.5 million. So my girlfriend was shopping for a rug, and she called me up, and she said, Elise, where do I get a rug? I don't know. I went on Wayfair. I went on Joss and Main, and I told her years ago um, I was doing some decorating, and I bought a lot of rugs from a website called eSale Rugs. By the way, you know I have no advertisers on this show. And if I did, I would tell you. I, you know you know I have no advertisers. I'm like, <clears throat> let me say something. The day I get an advertiser, that means we are legit. We might have 13,000 monthly listeners to this podcast, Mona Me, but we have no advertising, okay? This is a free operation. So um, there's no e-sale rug plugging and there's, you know, giving me some money on the side. No, no. My girlfriend was looking for a rug. Well, and I'm, by the way, like I said, if I did have advertising, you'd be the first to know it. I'd be like, oh, my God, we have an advertiser. Um, yes, my friend, she's looking for to buy a rug, and she's like, where should I go? And I told her, this website, it's like so random. It's a, it's a random website. It's called eSale Rugs. eSale Rugs. Let me tell you, I bought rugs on the in the clearance section at this on this website a couple of years ago. They, the, the rugs are beautiful. I mean, they, you know, you got to sift through, but they have so many rugs on this website. The reason why I'm telling you is because I just thought, if you happen to be in the market for go to this website, the clearance section. They have very interesting, first of all, the clearance section, obviously, they're marked down, but they have really cool, like, ethnic, tribal sort of rugs. They have lots of Persian-style Persian, Persian style rugs. They have um, some, I got a couple of Egyptian-style rugs. Don't ask. I was decorating a winter home. That's not mine. Um, but it honestly, I got great stuff. I'm talking like $60, $70 for a rug. I haven't checked the prices lately, but I just figured I would tell you, as I told her, and I thought it was good. On the rug topic, I went downtown the other day to ABC Carpet. I don't know if you've been to that store, ABC Carpet and Home. I must have missed the memo because the whole store has shrunk yet again. So... <clears throat> ABC Carpet Home, it's not a carpet store in New York. I mean, they do, they have one side of, the, they, have, they had two stores, right? 
it was down on Broadway and like 17th Street. One side of the, the, the one store on the right side of the street, the west side of the street, had carpets. And then the other side, the other store on the, the left side, it was six floors of home furnishings, but like super cool stuff. They have, you know, ABC Kitchen, which is the famous restaurant. And the um, stuff that they would sell was just awesome, like all kinds of, I mean, if you know it, I'm sure you know it, interesting trinkets and they, and they need a lot of vintage stuff and, and uh, lots of, they had like a whole, you know, a sort of almost like handmade, hand-blown sort of um, kitchen plates and glasses and uh, just freaking cool. Just everything is freaking cool. In fact, when I was at ABC Carbon Home one time, I went to go listen to Deepak Chopra do a talk, who also was there by the by, Fran Drescher, true story, Okay. I went with my girlfriend, Stephanie. We had a great time. But ABC Carpet and Home is just one of those stores in New York that you wind up going in. You just wander in and you just glance around and sort of browse around. You never buy anything because everything's $1,000 plus. And, and, and you don't want to touch anything because it's all breakable. But like just interesting stuff. And I went in there the other day and I was so sad to see that they took out three of their floors. They closed the carpet store across, across the street but now they only have a three-floor store, and they don't nearly have as many of the vintage furnishings that they had and all this sort of stuff. I think this happened, though, a couple years ago or last year, and I'm just late to the party on this, but, I'm, you know, it's ugh, disappointing. I went around the theater district. Um, I, also, the other day, driving around, I just wanted to see. I post, I'll post the pictures on TikTok, but I, I, I just wanted to see what the theater district was looking like were the lights at the theaters on, but the doors closed? Were the lights off and the doors closed? And it was a mix of both. It was kind of depressing slash eerie. You're seeing that the theater, like the Neil Simon Theater, lights on, big Simon Theater, you know, all lit up, but then the chains on the doors. Right across the street, the Mean Girls Theater, you know, where they're doing the show, the Broadway show Mean Girls, that's just lights off, door closed, just, you know, depression, super depression. On the um, storefront, as we all know how much I love to shop, Century 21, everyone's favorite bargain store in New York. Okay, it's reopening. Not in Manhattan. They are reopening in South Korea. Yeah, you've, you heard that right. You heard that right. So Century 21, fabulous store. Been shopping there forever. I'm sure every time you came to New York, if you don't live here already, you would hit it up for your design and discount stuff. Mecca for bargain hunters. Well, they went bankrupt, you know, in September, and they liquidated all of their thirteen stores. They were had stores in uh, New York, uh, Pennsylvania. They had I think they had one in Florida. Anyway, they had a huge foreign uh, customer base because everybody would anytime anybody would come to New York, they'd say, "Why oh, we come in New York? Where, where do we go? Where do we shop? Where do we get the deals?" And people would send them to Century, right? Well. Apparently they are reopening. They signed uh, they signed a big hundred thousand square foot space store space a retail store in South Korea, according to Women's Wear Daily, and um, you know that's that. So sure, why don't you take you know what New York? You're shutting down. You 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 you're, you're shrinking stores, fabulous stores like ABC Carpet Home. The lights on Broadway are out. So many things are closed, and then and then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tease us. You're gonna tell us that you're reopening one of our favorite design and discount stores, and then you're gonna reopen it in Asia. Oh, that sounds like a real treat. Oh, a real treat. 
anyway. You know, by the way, the truth is about Century 21, a lot of people thought that they closed during the pan- because of the pandemic, but that actually wasn't the case. I found out. Um, apparently, they, um, the, comp- the family that owned the, the, the company, they weren't making insurance payments or something like that. They, they said that they closed because of the pandemic, but they, they had tons of layoffs prior to that, and I don't think they were paying their insurance and yada, yada, yada. But I think, um, I think with the new, the new store, the new store that's opening in South Korea, it's not going to be the same family that owned the original Century 21. They, uh, because they saw in December, the family, the, the, the family's name is the Gindi family. G-I-N-D-I, the Ginzi family that owns Century 21, they, I, I think, I think they sold the, the intellectual property for the brand, something like this to somebody else. And, um, yeah, I just think it's the end of an era basically is what I'm trying to say to you. I mean, listen, if it comes back, I don't care who the hell owns it, the Gindis, the Bindis, the, 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 the Schwartzes, I don't care. If Century 21 comes back, it's a feather in my cap. I am a happy girl. But oy, oy, oy. What, a, what a disaster. What a disaster is that? Yeah, let's open up New York's best store in Asia. You know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about Sex and the City, by the way. The reboot. You heard about that, that the Sex and the City is having a reboot on HBO Max. It's going to be called, it's not called Sex and the City, obviously. I'm sure you know. It's called And Just Like That. And Just Like That. I don't know why that they didn't call it Sex and the City. I wonder, do you know why? I have no idea. And Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon, who played Miranda, and Kristen Davis, who played Charlotte, they're all going to be in the new one, this 10-episode, you know, revival. But Kim Cattrall's not going to be in it. Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big, who, by the way, you can always see around the Upper East Side from time to time. David Eisenberg, who played Miranda Hobbs. Um, Love Interest, not in it. Steve Brady, who was the her baby's father? He's not in it. Who's in this show? Who's in this show? I mean, I'm still totally watching it. I can't even wait. I'm totally going to be dressing up, wearing heels, a feather in my cap, a, a fascinator. I'm going to have the biggest, you know, cosmopolitan drink sitting on the couch like a little kid. I can't wait for it. But I am disappointed that none of these other characters are going to be in it. I'm like, really? Why wouldn't you just call it Sex in the City? I don't understand. Things are so miserable. You'd think you'd give us that too, right? Take Century 21 away from us. Sure, take it away. Now, you know what? Take away Sex in the City. Call it something nondescript. Misery. But I am excited. So my girlfriend calls me up and she tells me she broke up with a boyfriend. I said, okay. Why? She goes, Elise, I woke up the other day and he just repulsed me. He repulsed me. I woke up. I couldn't stand his face. He smelled. He smelled in the morning. <laughs> I was like... Well, a lot of people smell in the morning, especially big hairy men, you know? Here's the thing, though. They dated for two years. I said, two years? Two, you're dating this guy for two years. You're waking up in bed with him for uh, this amount of time, and you're just deciding now that you repulse, that he, he repulses you and he smells in the morning? I mean, you couldn't figure that out after three months? Come on! She's like, he's literally the worst. He's the worst. I said, yeah, but he's the worst now, but he was the best for 700-plus days, really? She said, I could barely stand to look at him that morning. Anyway, we got to talking, and we discovered that what she has is sudden repulsion syndrome. This is a real thing. Did you know this? It's called sudden repulsion syndrome. I looked it up. 
I called her right back up. I was like, stop the bus. I found the answer. She's like, what? I, you had a new man? I said, no, no. I said, you have SRS. And she's like, oh, God, what are you diagnosing? I said, I'm not diagnosing you. Please look it up on Urban. Di- Here it is. I wrote it down for you. Sudden repulsion syndrome, a condition many people experience after dating an individual for a short amount of time. This individual is probably polite, nice, and generally pleasant to be around, but one day you find yourself disgusted by his or her appearance. You can't even see yourself establishing a physical relationship with this individual, and when you can't imagine it, you'll even vomit in your mouth. (laughs) The consequence of SRS is that you'll end up feeling as though you must break it off immediately. This is exactly what she has. And I told her, the only difference between her and the rest of the Urban Dictionary SRSers is that these people only dated the people for a couple of months. And she's, you know, 700 plus days into her, her, her uh, you know, romance. But anyway, I really did start looking it up. And apparently this is a thing. It really is a thing. And it comes right after they say the honeymoon phase is over and reality sets in. So it's like, For a lot of relationships, right, sometimes the honeymoon phase, well, I should say for some relationships, sometimes the honeymoon phase is over and all of a sudden, you know, all those, the the butterflies and the frillies and all that fun, fabulous stuff goes away. But then you realize, you know what, I really love this person. I'm so happy that I met this, this guy or this girl and they're for me and everything's great. I love them even more and I plan on loving them together forever. Sorry, loving them forever. You know what? That's the cocktail talking, baby. But that's not the case with SRS. That's not the case. If you have sudden repulsion syndrome, apparently your body your body figures out that the person's not for you before your brain does. So a few weeks ago on the podcast, we talked about, you know, when you get that pit in your stomach, that miserable pit, all of a sudden you're dating somebody and then you have a stomach one day, they do something disgusting and your stomach turns or they did just turns on its own and all of a sudden... So all of a sudden, you're dating this lovely girl, and all of a sudden, you look at her, and she went from princess charmingly lovey to princess needy psycho muppet baby, just in a snap of a hat, in a jiff. And it's like, why did that happen? Yeah, you know why? I thought it was just the pit, that feeling. No, but there's this real thing, this sudden repulsion syndrome. So your body tells you first. It's your subconscious telling you to get the hell out of there. This relationship isn't right. And you know what? It's funny because when this happens, we bury, we do this, we all do, we all do this, right? We all do this. We've all dated someone or had a crush on somebody and, and, and everything's great and you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and you might get like, you know, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe even when you start dating them, you're thinking everything's great, but you might have those little feelings inside that maybe this isn't the right person for you. Maybe you, maybe you get like that little wave of a feeling, little alarm bell wave come over you. Like, oh, I didn't like that. Mm, that, that wasn't, mm, that's weird. And what do we all do? We all do the exact same shit. We bury the alarm bell and you just tell yourself, ah, she'll change one day. Ah, he'll change one day. You know what? It must be me. I've known I've done this before. I'm sure you have too. You know how many times that I've dated people and, 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 and I, you know, I'd go out and meet them out and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't like him. Oh, my God, he's chewing with his mouth open. He, he, he can't even eat ramen like a, like, a, like a human being. He's eating like a Sasquatch, he's sl- and he's slurping. Was that a slurp I saw? But you know what? This is what I tell myself when that happened. I tell myself, you know what, Elise, you're nuts. You, wrote, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. You're being stressed. 
because your boss is a jerk, you're overly judgy right now, you have your period, you're delirious, you're crazy, there's nothing wrong with him, he's a wonderful guy. And really, really, Elise, he's everything you've always wanted. So snap the fuck out of it. Guess what? Ain't wrong. Ain't wrong. No, this is what it is. It's sudden repulsion syndrome. If I would have known this when I was younger, I would have probably done things differently in my life. It's like our, our bodies know that something is off so much for the physical and emotional attraction. So much for that. You're in lust. You're in lust. When you first meet somebody, you're lusting. Every, you think you're in love. You're in lust. Your brain is a bunch of fog. It's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's your brain when you when you first meet somebody and you're excited. It's like and you're, you're being lusty with them. You're like, your brain is like sticky, thick peanut butter enjoying all the sweet, slippery jelly. You've totally ignored all the red flags, and, and every time you got that feeling, you just knocked back another beard, didn't you? You're like, I'll take another Cosmopolitan. <laughs> well, guess what? I, I, I wish I would have smartened up. And, you know, now my friend, at least she knows what she's dealing with here, this, this repulsion syndrome. The problem is that it happens to some people a lot, you know? It really does. The thing about the sudden repulsion syndrome, though, the more that we looked it up, is that this 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 unexplainable fast comes on fast. This 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 feeling of disgust. This feeling of disgust. It comes out of nowhere. And it it's not triggered by something significant like the person cheated or the person did something terrible. No, it's usually something very small and insignificant. That just happens and occurs and that's it. Mm, mm, mm. You are done. You are done. Call me daddy. Get me another man. I want nothing to do with you ever again. And you can't undo it. You can't unnotice it. You just can't. So moral of the story is, and moral of the story for my friend, which we come to the realization of, she can't. She cannot undo this. She's not coming back. She's not coming back from this. It's over between her and him. Her, unfortunately for her, it took it had. She was two years into it. That's that's a long time. I said, really, really, two years. If you live till you're eighty, I mean, that like think about it. Eighty years on the planet, you've been dating. You've been dating for what? Say say you never meet anybody, and say you started dating when you're twenty. You're sixty years of dating. 60 years of dating, two of those whole, two of those years, two of those precious 60 years of dating, you are going to, you have spent with a man that all of a sudden repulsed you one morning because he smelled. Oh, well. The moral of the story is that we all just need to listen to our gut. It knows us better than we know ourselves. We just got to walk away. Sudden repulsion syndrome. Sudden repulsion syndrome. Anyway. So I was cleaning out under the back of my couch for the first time in four years. It was a scary sight to be seen. Have you ever done that? I think I found so many moldy Cheerios. I don't even know. I, I, I don't even want to jinx myself, okay? I'm not going to jinx myself about what I should have found back there, but I didn't. And they, it could have been with M's and R's or bugs, bees. Oof, please. I'm not, I can't talk about it. But there was so much disgusting stuff behind there. So I went on a real cleaning junkie spree. And, um, I decided I'm also going to pack up all of my clothes that I 
that I really like love, but they don't fit. And I just could get one thigh into that skirt. And, you know, I know that I really need to give it away because there's no turning back, but I'm not throwing it away. So what I did was I ordered from Amazon. This is the product of the week, by the way. They're so good. The Space Saver Vacuum Storage Bags. Have you tried these? Have you tried? So Ziploc makes these Space Saver bags, you know, like the big Ziploc bags. But there's another brand, Space Saver Vacuum Storage Bags. It's like, they're so good. They're, they're so much better, in my opinion, than, than the Ziploc ones that I've bought. You know, they vacuum seal all your stuff. So I, I put all of these, these tiny little min pin outfits in the vacuum sealed bag. You know, I flattened it all up. I stuck the blow dryer on top. There's also a pump. I did the blow dryer. And, and it sucked all the air out. And that's it. It flattened everything out. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, You know, they, they're heavy. These big vacuum-packed flat storage bags full of clothes I'm never going to wear. But you know what? I, it was totally worth it. Now I have so much more space. I got the variety pack. There were six in the pack. It was $30 on Amazon. It, it seriously, it's great. I mean, the only thing about these bags, because I have used them in the past, not this brand, I've used, you know, like the Ziploc and other ones, is that when you take the clothes out of the, the vacuum-packed, you know, bag, it's, they're not in the best condition, you know? Like, I've had some clothes that were ruined forever, but that was because these clothes came from Forever 21, and, you know, they were wash and wear anyway. But, you know, you really do need to, like, give them a good clean when they come out or iron them and all that kind of stuff. But that's the product of the week. Space savers, vacuum, storage bags. If, you, if you're low on space or you just want to be a hoarder like me, you know, you can't go wrong. Quote of the day from Grant Cardone. He's a real estate mogul. Just remember, the people that say your dreams are impossible have already quit on theirs. You know, that's so true. I had this friend once, um, and we met in a class, and he knew that I was doing stand-up. And he said to me, uh, Elise, you have such a successful career. Why on earth are you doing stand-up? Like, what do you really, what do you hate yourself? Like, do you really think you're going to make it in stand-up? And, you know, I said at the time, I was only doing it maybe a year. I said, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. What defines make it is not. I said, but right now at the time, now it's not anymore, but I said at the time it's a hobby and I'm enjoying it and I'm just going to go with it. And you never know. And that's always my attitude. You never know. Like, I mean, hello, the lotto. Why do you think everybody plays the lotto? Because, hey, you never know. The most genius slogan ever. But here is this friend of mine and he was an older friend. And it's like, hey, guy, why are you picking on my dreams? Why are you picking on my lofty stand-up hobby at the time. Just because you gave up on your dreams doesn't mean that I should give up on mine, you know? Vivek, I love that about people. And it's always it always seems to be the older people that do that. You know what I say? Fuck it. Barry, Gary Vaynerchuk, by the way, he, um, he's, he owns an agency, VaynerMedia. He's sort of a social media personality. He is such a proponent for people believing in their dreams and going and doing, and just recently, um, he did a video, I think it was on his Instagram, I watched it, you know, just a quick video, and he said something about, uh, he had a lot of people come to him that said that they, then they were like in their 50s and 60s, and they said, oh, they wanted to do this, whatever it was, ah, I want to try this, ah, I want to do this, or I want to start this business, but ah, I'm too old, and he, the video is him saying, maybe he's like 45 or something, 
Gary. And he's saying in the video, he's saying, you're so young. You're so, you're 50, 60 years old. You, you could have another 20, 30, 40 years of living. That's a long time. Just go do it. And you know what? I love that. I love it. Grant Cardone, just remember the people that say your dreams are impossible have already quit on theirs. End of the story. End of the episode. That's episode 46 for you, doll. Thank you. Always, always. I'm so appreciative for everybody that listens to the Elise DeLucci show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, I will be so appreciative. I read all the reviews. I know I've asked you a ton of times. I read all the reviews. Um, they help me. They will help me get advertisers one day. They, But no, they, you know what? Listen, the reviews just help everything grow. Um, and I'm just, I, I, can't, I literally can't even believe that there are so many people listening to this. Just me broadcasting out of my little small apartment in Manhattan. But you want to know what? We all, we... We all just need, like, the normal friend to talk to, right? We all want to talk about things like vacuum space-saving bags. Not everybody wants to talk about Prada and Louis Vuitton. I mean, you know, we do talk about that, the knockoffs, but that's fine. That's fine, right? Anyway, thank you, as always, for listening, and I look forward to the next time we chat, which will be next week. Have a great day. Goodbye. (music)